0: Welcome, citizens of Gotham, to The Fire Rises, a Batman podcast focusing on all things The Dark Knight and his world. If you'd like to connect with the show, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and X at TFRBatPod. And if you have thoughts, questions, comments, or even suggestions for future episodes of the show, you can reach us by email at tfrbatpod at gmail.com. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to all of our citizens of Gotham out there. My name is Eric Carter and I am your host and I am joined by my jolly co-host, Mr. Joseph Fornerado.
1: Joe, Merry Christmas, buddy. How are you? Merry Christmas, Eric. Um, I'm doing good. It's uh, I'm in a festive mood today. I got my Christmas tree behind me right now with all my Batman ornaments. I got my my Batman Funkos surrounding me, or my Christmas Funkos, I should say. And, and you know, the Scrooge Batman um, Funko. Yeah, yeah. I've got my, uh, you, you can see it, but the
0: audience can't. You can see my uh, Mark Hamill Joker mm-hmm. Santa back here and my Batman in his Santa hat. So I'm feeling festive as well. And it's a good thing because we do have a festive topic today for our third annual Christmas special. I think this is the third one. Oh, Pretty yeah, sure. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I'll have to go back and check, but I think this is the third. So we're rolling right on along. Wow. Um, and speaking of rolling right on along, I really forgot to mention. I think I mentioned it to Joe right after the end of the recording, the last episode. The last episode was our seventy fifth, and I didn't even mention it because I forgot. So what do you <laughs> think about that, Joe? <laughs> Post mortem, we're seventy five episodes in. Yes, yeah, seventy six 75- now.
1: Yeah, uh, this is our seventy sixth. Uh, God willing, as long as everything goes smoothly here, uh, you never know at this point. Um, True, but um, but yeah, seventy five episodes crept up on us, just like you said. Our our third Christmas episode already, which is pretty crazy. Um, yeah, not one to uh, you know, to, uh, you know, talk about ourselves too much here, but that's that's a lot of fun. Uh, it's it's definitely um a nice little. Uh, accomplishment to to have done 75 episodes and I think the three Christmas episodes surprises me more than the uh, the 75 episodes for some reason I feel like that seems like a longer uh, feat
0: yeah yeah for sure and what that means is if my calculations are right then we should hit 100 in 2024 so we're gonna have to think about something cool to do for for 100 we'll think on that um, but that's not what we're here today to discuss. We are in the Christmas spirit and we do have a Christmas topic for you guys. But before we get there, I do have to mention our partner sponsor, and that is Organic Priced Books. So you still got time. If you're still looking for that last minute Christmas gift or holiday present for um, either a significant other, one of your nerdy friends, anything like that, you can go to the link in the description of this podcast and go to Organic Priced Books there and use our promo codes. The first is TFR Bat Pod to get you $2 off of any order. The second is TFR Bat Pod Ship It Together. And that will get you 5% off of any order of three books or more. And Organic Priced Books has all kinds of Awesome. Oversized hardcovers, trade paperbacks, omnibus, absolute editions. If you're looking for it and it's a uh, it's a collected edition of a comic series, they've most likely got it. And it's a great time of year. Like I said, you're, you're, you're under the wire. You still got just a little time if you're looking for that last minute gift. Um, but, Joe, I think you said on our last episode
1: you were done for the year. But
0: is there anything on the horizon you're looking for that organic price books may have?
1: I am done. Uh, The one thing I did see today um, is I want to say there have been one or uh, there's definitely one. I want to say there might even be two or three uh, Tom Taylor uh, hardcovers on his run for Nightwing. Mm. Um, I would love a collected edition of his stuff on Nightwing, but I think I'm going to hold out hope that we're going to get like a Tom Taylor omnibus for his Nightwing run instead of just getting the hardcover uh, individual ones, but those were tempting. I did see them today and those are definitely tempting because I love his run on Nightwing. Yeah, and I have to admit,
0: I uh, I, d- I didn't think I was going to, but I pulled the trigger on the Batman Hush Omnibus, so that'll be coming <laughs> soon. I, I did grab that from Organic Price Books, um, so couldn't pass it up. It's got that story from the 20th anniversary edition or uh-huh. the 25th. I can't remember which it is. Um, but it's that news story that I haven't read, and to have it all collected together um, was too tempting for me. So I did snag it, uh, waiting on that to arrive. But yeah, if you've if, if you're looking for anything DC, anything Marvel, they even have IDW Dynamite. Um, any of the big major brands or independent brands. So make sure you go check out Organic Price Books and use our promo codes and our link while you're doing that. And not only are you supporting a small business or in Organic Price Books, but you're also supporting us as you save some money on your shopping, and we greatly appreciate that. Uh, but Joe, it is time to dive into what we're here to talk about today. And it couldn't have been more seasonally appropriate that we have a brand new Batman animated Christmas movie to talk about this year. That's really exciting. Um, so without further ado, let's get into it. We're talking about, of course, the new animated DC film, Merry Little Batman. All right, Joe. So... Merry Little Batman was released a few days ago on December 8th, 2023 on Amazon Prime Video, which feels so strange. Um, not only was it strange that it comes on Amazon Prime, but I told you when the movie started and I saw an MGM logo to begin the movie, I it was odd. So odd that we, that we started with MGM. But this is directed by Mike Roth from a screenplay by Morgan Evans and Jace Ritchie. And a story by Morgan Evans and Mike Roth. Uh, It does star the voice talents of Jonas Kabrib. And I hope I pronounced that correctly. Not 100% sure. And he is the voice of Damian Wayne or Little Batman, as it were. Luke Wilson as Batman. James Cromwell as Alfred. And David Hornsby as the Joker. So, Joe, just just to get it out of the way... um, the jarring effect of Batman on Amazon Prime
1: and an MGM partnership how how strange is that yeah you had texted me really early about the MGM thing and i i'll be honest when i put play i probably just zoned out or wasn't paying attention i didn't notice the MGM thing the first time i noticed it um at the end when uh when i had finished it um the Amazon Prime thing is is definitely weird but It's more weird just because of the automatic nature of going to HBO Max or Max and and going to watch anything uh, Batman related. The only other thing I really I will say, like, there are certain things that I have to go to Prime to watch anyway, like Justice League action. I don't own. I mean, it's not on Max like I own it on Prime, so I will go to Prime for certain things. Um but yeah, like a, a an original movie though, like something we're watching for the first time and it, it's the MGM thing is more jarring to me than the Amazon Prime thing. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely weird, but I don't know if we're going to get into it or not. Did you know that they're actually talking about making this a series?
0: I did see that. I did. Yeah, and I, I wasn't going to bring that up,
1: but apparently it was announced back in April. I don't remember that. Um, so I found that interesting that Amazon's already looking into broadening this. I mean, they got the license you know, back then on doing some more animated stuff for DC, so obviously they're going to use it. But I mm-hmm. thought that was interesting that they they had an idea with this, and then they liked what they had, and, and they're going to try to broaden it. I don't know if that's actually happening or not, but it was obviously discussed. So I don't know where that's going to go, and we'll see what happens with that after... I'm assuming this is gonna be successful. Um
0: we have no yeah. way of knowing yet, but and I was gonna say I think that series will probably be dependent on how much this movie is streamed mm-hmm. and then probably how well uh Caped Crusader does as well, once it finally oh, that's right. forever yeah, it right. comes out. Because yeah. what it seems like is um from what I was looking into, it seems like this was originally destined for HBO Max when it Yeah, and Cartoon Network,
1: like it. it was gonna be like Cartoon Network and yeah. HBO, yeah.
0: Which this feels like Cartoon Network, like the yes, animation style absolutely. feels like Cartoon Network. Um, in fact, the Roth, the um, the director and the one of the producers and story writers, um, he works on Teen Titans Go for Cartoon Network. So okay. that makes a lot of sense to me yeah. just with the styling of the show um, and the movie. But yeah, it's it's just we're in such a weird place now where K Crusader and Mary Little Batman it seems like we're kind of a package deal when they started this distribution thing, they shopped these mm-hmm. two projects out and Amazon got the rights to these two. And that apparently spurred the DC animation thing with Amazon, so mm-hmm. here we are. Um but you and I both watched this film I think on release day. I watched it the 8th, which it was I looked it up the night before and it was ready to go. Like I could have mm. watched it at like 6 PM the night before, but I watched it on technically release day, the eighth. Um, and I've watched it just the once. So we are going to start spoiler free since this is a brand new film. Um, Joe, I-, I want your spoiler free thoughts, just broad thoughts on
1: Mary little Batman. So the obvious aside that I think we can both agree. We were not, looking forward to the animation style of this movie um i will specify not necessarily the animation style but the designs of the characters i i've you know we had talked about it prior about it's not necessarily the style of the animation because i the backgrounds looked cool i think the animation itself looked fine it was more the style of particular characters even damien looks fine to me um A little squashy, but other than that. (laughs) Yeah. I had read that like they were trying to go for something based on his imagination. Like they were going by how he sees people. That Mm -hmm. was what they were trying to convey with the animation and their designs. Um, That aside, I think the animation style is fine for the movie. The designs are still meh. Mm-hmm. um but i will say batman's style bothered me way less in the context of the movie yes I would, i'd agree with that i joked with you do not look directly at alfred because i think yeah. alfred is the one where it's like what are you doing you went too far <laughs> like just draw it back a little bit but actors, alfred's characterization is great so like it's it's a it's a give and take so i want to get the animation stuff out of the way first if you want to talk about the animation real quick um Go ahead. I will say there's one thing I I do really want to discuss about the animation
0: specifically with Alfred and not really a defense of it, but something I didn't think about before I saw the movie, but it's kind of spoilery. So we'll wait until we get over the spoiler wall for that. But so far as broadly animation, I'll go ahead and say it. I am not a fan of this animation style. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't like the majority of the character designs. Um, However, the movie for me overcame the animation. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the fun, whimsical nature of it, because I do think we need more entry level Batman stuff for kids. Yep. Um, we need stuff that they can use as a, as a launching point to get into Batman and th- whether we like it or not, this animation style is popular right now. I mean, you mm-hmm. have things like the regular show, um, which is a very popular animated series. that's very similar to this animation. And there's other things on Nickelodeon and cartoon network that are very, very similar. So I think um, you have to take a step back when you're looking at things like this and realize yeah. that we're, we're a little outdated when it comes mm-hmm. to the, to the current trends on animation. And you do have to provide things that are comfortable for today's kids. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's what this movie does. And once I got over the animation, um, about five minutes in, I was ready to go and I really like where the story went and I thought it was charming as heck. So yeah, just to, just to get it out there as spoiler free as I can. I enjoyed the heck out of this movie, despite the animation.
1: Yeah. And I think that was our best case scenario going into this was, I think we assumed we weren't going to like the animation, me, particularly the designs. Um, mm-hmm. But I was hoping that the, uh, the story would overcome that. And it did. I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I can't say love. I don't think I loved it, but I, I really liked it. I've really had fun with it. Um, And I will say even like, I, it's so Christmassy that I feel it is a perfect background comfort movie um, for the season, especially as a Batman fan.
0: Um, I don't think there was a single shot in this movie where it wasn't snowing.
1: Yeah, and again, that's why I'm trying not to harp too much on like the animation broad because I mm-hmm. I liked a lot of the animation. It was just the designs uh, mm-hmm. like the snow looks beautiful. Um, all the backgrounds look really cool. Everything is they went full bore with the Christmas theme and I, I really appreciate that. And the story is really fun. I really enjoyed the story my one nitpick that I could probably get into more with spoilers is I do think this would have benefited more. And maybe this is just my preference with a Christmas story with this animation. Mm -hmm. I felt it should have been around 45 minutes to an hour. Most at most, because I feel like this animation to me doesn't lend well to an hour and a half. And I don't, that's not even my way of saying it was too long because I was bored. I think it's just the animation style is too much for me for, I guess you said without credits, it's like an hour and 20 minutes, which is still not too bad. I just feel like a little bit of shorter runtime might have benefited it for me uh, with just the feel of it for some reason for me felt long, even though I'm, I'm contradicting myself because I never was bored but I just think it was too much with what we were getting. I don't know why, but that's
0: just kind of how I feel. And I can understand that. Um, The one thing I would say about that is um, because I was kind of surprised when you told me that, because when I felt like the natural climax was coming um, when I felt like the natural end of the movie was approaching, I looked at the timestamp on it and I saw like 15 minutes left in the movie. And I was like, Oh no, what's going on? Oh no. And then Just a few minutes later, boom, credits. And -hmm. the credits were really long. So at that point, I was like, okay. You got
1: to the right spot, yeah.
0: Yeah, I was like, that felt natural. That felt good. So while I understand from a standpoint of like bearing with that animation for an hour and 20 minutes, I also feel like for me, it worked fine. Because I, like you said, I was never bored. I enjoyed myself. And when it got to the natural conclusion, they ended things. So Mm
1: -hmm. I don't know. I, I felt good about it about the runtime anyway yeah I, I feel like if it was a more traditional animation mm-hmm. i feel like it would have been fine as a full-length movie i guess for for whatever reason i feel like this animation has the feel to it of more of like a special than it does a movie to me and i could, uh, to me it still feels like a special it doesn't feel like a movie it feels like an hour and 20 minutes special um just by the context of of how I and again I for whatever reason it's just the way I feel about it I, I can't even explain it because it I'm not making sense I understand that I'm kind of contradicting myself back and forth but I just yeah the, the style to me I'm just you know kind of talking in circles but I did really enjoy it and I think that is the best case scenario is we both wanted to forget about the animation once the story took off and I I will say even, I was starting to forgive the animation, which I didn't expect. I was hoping right. to just look past it where I was almost like, you know what? It kind of makes sense with mm-hmm. the story and the lightheartedness of it. And even the, you know, the, the sentimental parts, like there, there is some really good balance here with the tone. Um, I even read a, a comment from a review online today. I was trying to find some information about the, the movie and, someone made a really good point where it's not as slapstick as, or in your face as like the Lego Batman, but like it's, it's just fun. It's not jokey here and there. Like there's some like over the top stuff. That's a little too much here and there, but it's not, it's not beat you over the head with a joke every two seconds either.
0: No, no. And, and there's some decent action in this movie. Like some of the, some of the fights in the movie are really, really nice to look at a lot of Easter eggs tons of
1: easter eggs there's so much be I, I so I many nods as, to Batman some of them are so blatantly obvious that it's almost eye rolling because it's like okay I don't need this many where yeah. um, where I like I appreciate more of the fun background stuff than the in your face stuff but again it, it, it lended to the movie it was fine nothing bothered me so much to I to the point where I didn't like it anymore but there was, I mean, it. Well, with the spoilers, we can get into some of that stuff that may have uh, distracted me a little bit. But I, again, sure. I, I am more. I'm very surprised at how much I did like it going in when we first saw those those stills. and we were both like, "Oh no, yeah," okay. we were <laughs> yeah. we were nervous. And then when you told me it was an hour and twenty minutes, or I think it was Andy that said, "Like this is a full length movie." We were like, yeah. "Oh no." like i don't know if i could do an hour and 20 minutes and i still like i said i i think i would have preferred it a little shorter but the fact that i was never bored with this animation an hour and 20 minutes that's that's pretty good
0: well and since you brought up the batman nods i will say and we're not going to go too far into it until we get over the spoiler wall but i felt like this was in some ways a love letter to the burton schumacher Mm -hmm. era of batman like there was so many nods to the burton schumacher verse yeah um yeah and and I really enjoyed that because you know as as several people have said those movies seem to be getting a little bit more like the Burton ones have always been beloved but the Schumacher movies seem to be getting a little more sentimentality and mm-hmm. a little more you know sentimental love recently which I think is fun. I mean especially when you've got things like McFarlane releasing the the Batman and Robin action figures and things like that and people are buying them. So yeah yeah, I, I think we've got past the bitterness
1: point. of those movies. Yeah, where Now exactly. we can look back and have fun with it. Yeah.
0: People are tired of being mad and now they're just embracing it for what yeah. it is. Now people um, are getting
1: mad about the Nolan movies because they're closer. <laughs> it's like that's, you <laughs> know, it's all cyclical. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Um, but yeah, I at the end of the day, I think without going into spoilers, I think the biggest praise I can give this movie is it. It filled the need for Batman Christmas content. And I think it's actually a movie that I enjoyed enough. It's probably going to make my rotation yeah. for Christmas movies annually. Agreed. Especially because I'm always looking for something superhero to add. Mm-hmm. And this this filled that gap. And I had fun with it. So I'll definitely be watching it Christmases to come.
1: Agreed. And even if I don't sit and pay attention fully for the hour and 20 minute runtime, it is one that is very easily put on in the background. It's obviously kid-friendly. And it's... yes. It's, I can't believe I'm actually saying that it's fun to look at. Like, it's like background wise, it is very fun to look at. Again, the st- designs aside, it, it still, it provides that Christmassy look to me. And that's that's what I'm looking for.
0: I agree. And then, you know, again, if if that series that this, that that, that has been rumored that is coming based on this, if that gets more kid, if this movie and that series gets more kids into Batman, And his broader world, I've got no problem with that. And the last thing I'm going to say about the animation before we get over the spoiler wall is that I know for some people the animation is going to be a hard. No, I can't do it. And I think and, and I'm pointing at myself here. That is an unfortunate part of fandom. Like there's one block or gap stop that you can't get over to enjoy the story. Um I'll say for me it's this is the same thing with Riley Rossmo art. Like if it's a book and it's Riley Rossmo I can't do it and that's my fault. I just can't get past that art style and I can't even enjoy the story even if it's a wonderful five-star story. Um so if if you can't get past the animation of this I get it. Um but if you can if you can kind of put the animation on the back burner and just enjoy the story I think there's a lot here. Um, for Christmas fans, Batman fans to really dig into and enjoy. So I recommend it.
1: Agreed. And just to piggyback off that. I wish that the animation lended more to our sensibilities. I do. But mm-hmm. and we would both want the best of both worlds there. Great story. Great art. Mm-hmm. If I have to choose one or the other. I will take. A, gr- a good to great story. An animation I'm not crazy about rather than the reverse yeah if this was a story that we couldn't get through but it looked pretty I don't think I would be as favorable to it as it is I mean it it's almost disappointing because I think if this story was on good art I'd be giving it like a 10 out of 10 (laughs) which is weird but yeah I still think the story is good enough to save the art and I'd rather it this way than the opposite
0: well for me almost and I know this is controversial as well but it's almost like the Batman, like. The major majority of the visual aesthetics in that movie are not what I prefer, Mm -hmm. but I greatly enjoyed the story. Yeah. and that's what got me over that hump and mm-hmm. now there's even parts of that that I didn't enjoy before visually that I do now appreciating it for the story yep. that it's matched with mm-hmm. um, so that's that's where I'm at with it but we won't continue to harp on that because we could talk about the animation all day long yeah. um, but let's get over this uh, let's get over spoilers Joe let's put that in the rearview mirror so if you have not seen Merry Little Batman now is your time to jump off go watch the movie and then come back because not that we're going to go beat by beat but we are going to discuss some some story points of the movie, and it might be best for you to have seen it before that. So if you haven't seen it, here's your last chance. All right. So, Joe, um, before I get into the story here, the one thing I was going to say about Alfred, and I agree with you. I cannot look at this Alfred. I do not like his design whatsoever. I think he's my least favorite designed character in the movie. Yeah. But I will say, I did not realize the time frame this was set. Like, I did not realize that this was a very long retired Batman. Yeah. So this Alfred is much, much older than what we're used to. And so
1: that's where I also, when I've read that it's the director or the the producer, I'm not sure who it was, said they wanted it to be visual from Damien's perspective. So Mm -hmm. we're seeing almost a caricature of Alfred from a little boy's perspective is Alfred looks old and nasty because that's what an eight-year-old boy would see a 90-something-year-old man to look like. Um, Well, yeah, and you
0: know know when you get older, of course, your nose gets bigger, your ears get longer, all that kind of stuff. So a kid, of course, is going to see it even more exaggerated. But looking at it myself, it's not what I prefer.
1: And it's not necessary. (laughs) They could, again... Dial it back a little bit. The nose didn't have to be bigger than his, like longer than his chin. Like, Not right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't go there. It looks very inappropriate. Uh, I'll say phallic. That. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, that would be the appropriate way of saying it. Uh, <laughs> the 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 grammatically correct way of saying it, I guess. But yeah, it's just they didn't need to do it. And it's, it's yeah. hard because I love this Alfred. He's such a, a heartwarming Alfred. And he's still laughing. <laughs> it's just, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just, he, again, the art or the story and the characterization shouldn't have had to overcome so much. Yeah. and But it did, which is so, the hot chocolate stuff is some of my favorite stuff oh, in the movie.
0: Yeah, I love the hot chocolate stuff, and I I gotta say, Cromwell might have been my favorite voice in the movie, because as much as I didn't like the design, I love the way Alfred was portrayed, and I love the way Cromwell voiced him, which James Cromwell was a legend, but his voice for Alfred was spot on. And the the little jokes about the hot chocolate, especially when Damien finally asks him for hot chocolate, mm-hmm. and he goes over to the counter and he's—I can't remember exactly. Bring what your a game, I think. He Bring says. your a grain, yeah. Pennyworth. Yeah, yep.
1: <laughs> that just—he's putting made me so laugh. much pressure on himself to make this perfect hot chocolate. He's cutting up the chocolate. He's putting cinnamon in it. Like I <laughs> yeah. loved all that. And then like he has it all presented like you would expect Alfred to present this beautiful hot chocolate, like something you would see in, like, a restaurant Instagram photo, which, like, it'll never look like that in person when you get there, and it's almost so beautiful, it's impossible to drink. And then he goes, and now for the marshmallows, and Damien's eaten all the marshmallows just to send them out on his way. And he's so proud of this hot chocolate that he won't even give it to Damien without the marshmallows because it's a sin to do that. Although I, I will say, see- how do you expect to put the marshmallows on after that beautiful presentation? I feel like the marshmallows should have gone before something. but I, um, I guess, but... Also, I love that
0: he tells Damien when he discovers there's no more marshmallows. He's like, I'll be back. I'm going to go get the marshmallows. I'll be back before your hot chocolate has a chance to get cold. And yeah. it takes him all night to
1: find marshmallow. <laughs> yeah, Well, he's 97 years old, whatever he is in this movie, you know, but that's to him. That was like 30 seconds. Yeah,
0: yeah, but we we kind of have skipped the beginning of the movie here. Also, so I love I, the
1: fact that he's just completely fine leaving an eight year old home. But this is the Batman world where he is, I guess, still an ex assassin in this world. I don't know.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. but to, just to kind of go to the beginning of the movie here, where we start with, of course, Batman's retired. He has essentially, um, after after he had his son Damien and he's he's Damian's living with him when he discovered he had a son he wanted to make gotham as safe as possible so he went ham you know basically destroying crime in gotham locking up every single villain he could possibly get a hold of and gotham has become the safest city in the world part of me
1: wanted to see a cutscene of him just shooting all of the villains (laughs) i thought that would have been hilarious but i'm like nah i guess it's a kid's show they're not gonna do that but that would have been really funny as like a just a stupid thing and then he or maybe he'd be like no i'm just kidding they're in jail like that i thought that would be funny
0: (laughs) yeah and and since he has retired you know this is batman's had crime wiped out of gotham for years so that kind of explained you know the still images we were kind of confused over lumberjack bearded bruce Mm -hmm. wayne but it explains it because he's not batman anymore so he's not shaving daily you know um He's, so yeah, he's
1: dad, he's dad, Bob Batman at this point, right? He like, is, he's just yeah. hanging out in his jeans and his, his flannel shirt. And he's being a dad and it's really cool. Like, again, it, it worked. Like I was in really quickly. It, it bought me over or it won me his, over really quick.
0: When he opened his shirt though, to show Damien, like the damage All he had the stained broken
1: ribs and stuff. Yes.
0: That, oh my God. That was horrendous. It was like, out <laughs> I his face
1: on his chest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a good description, but I did yeah. love the Talia tattoo on his oh, I didn't even
1: notice that.
0: Yeah. He had Talia in a oh, heart tattoo.
1: That. That's funny. Did not notice that.
0: But yeah. So as we go along here, i Damien is hell bent to become a superhero and to follow in, um, Batman's and Bruce Wayne, his father's footsteps. But of course his, his dad in this movie, which I thought was a hilarious take on Batman is the most overbearing and protective dad in the world. And he gifts Damien a utility belt, a Batman utility belt for Christmas. And we find out it was Batman's first belt. And when Damien's so excited about it to get this for Christmas, he realizes that instead of gadgets and, and, you know, defensive measures and things like that, it is full of safety gear, like bandages and a styrofoam Batarang. And Damien is less than pleased with this, but I thought it was hilarious. Like when I, he th- when he threw the battering and it went like halfway across the room and just floated to the ground.
1: Oh well that, that, that brings us to you gotta mention Selena, the cat's name being Selena. The cat's hilarious. name is Selena, yeah. <laughs> um and yeah, the, the foam battering just lands right next to Selena.
0: Yeah. Um, but we do get to Kind of jumping around here, we get to a situation where the Justice League has called on Batman because there is a anomaly in Nova Scotia, I believe. Yeah, it's a weather anomaly. Weather anomaly in Nova Scotia, and Batman is the only one available to handle it. Um, and Damien really wants to go, but Batman, of course, says no and stops him from um stowing away on the Batjet and off batman goes to save this save the save nova scotia from this issue that we come to find is uh less than realistic not really an issue um but while Uh, he's gone real
1: quick before we move on probably my biggest laugh out loud moment is the part where what is it um damien accidentally bumps into alfred and alfred goes my good hip yeah (laughs) i laughed so hard at that i don't know why just something about the poor old man getting hit by something and going my good hip
0: that was one of my laugh out loud moments too i'm glad you brought that out yeah brought that up um the batman's gone and of course as soon as batman's gone gone from the city boom crime wave in Gotham. Mm-hmm. So there's these crooks that are stealing Christmas presents from all these houses in Gotham. And of course the fir- one of the first places we see them go to is Wayne Manor and they run into something they weren't expecting, which is Damian Wayne in his makeshift Batman costume. And this is while Alfred has gone to the store, apparently 150 miles away to get marshmallows. Um, and what we get out of these two crooks breaking into Wayne Manor and then little Batman in his makeshift suit is no less than probably a 10 minute home alone sequence. Yeah, And it's great. I loved little Batman taking out these two idiot crooks in <laughs> Wayne Manor. <laughs> Did The flamethrower, the, the grease fire flamethrower, had me chuck I mean I was I was laughing pretty hard at that because all you see is like outside of Wayne Manor the windows mm-hmm. keep lighting up
1: with the flames and I thought yeah. it was hilarious yeah I mean it's it's a it's a part of the movie that to me is fun it knows what it is it's obviously the home alone part of the movie I think at this point is when I was like okay they're taking their time though
0: mm-hmm
1: because I felt like this did go on longer than maybe I expected. Okay. And again, it was fun. It, it, like I'm not trying to be the Debbie downer here with this with the time frame of the movie, but I felt like when I watched this, this is where in this animation, I was like, "Oh, like they're they're treating it like a full movie. They're not pacing this like a short film." And mm-hmm. You can have that either way. You could appreciate that they are taking their time. And I think because we liked the movie, I'm not going to hold it against it. But I do think it could have benefited from maybe pacing quicker because of the... I, again, I, I'm not... I know I'm contradicting myself, too. I'm just c- almost kind of playing devil's advocate here with it because I feel... Again, I was never bored with it, but I did feel at that time like, oh, like 10 minutes of a Home Alone segment in a movie like this seems like it could have been the majority of the movie. And I was more worried that, oh, are we not getting like the the rogues gallery? Is this the type of movie it's going to be? And no, it's not. And I. Well, you knew Joker was coming. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't follow anything leading up to the movie, so I wasn't sure. I oh, you didn't see remember. Joker and like the posters and things like that. I don't think I even paid attention to be honest with you. I was really yeah. keeping this at arm's length because I was hoping to just not see anything else and just be surprised when the movie came out. And that's pretty much how it went. So I'm, I'm glad I did that. Um, So yeah, like I, and I honestly thought the, the two crooks were, were really entertaining too.
0: They were. Yeah. I thought
1: they were fun. I, I thought they were funny also. And so um, again, I, the movie I love kept...
0: that the one was so was so fitting for today because everything he did he had to have his phone recording it. Yes. That was so I don't know how that'll age in 20,
1: 30 years, but it <laughs> Yeah, that's true. It was funny Hopeful, today. Hopefully it doesn't age well for society's sake. <laughs> that would so.
0: and Terry and Francine are the the henchmen. Okay. That's that's their names. So but again,
1: like even when I thought I was checking out the movie kept winning me over which Mm -hmm. I'm so appreciative of because it was almost like I was trying to find ways for whatever reason to go, oh, this is where it's going to lose me. This is where it's going to lose me. But it kept winning me back, which God bless them, because they did. They just kept finding ways to get me back in and sequence after sequence. I just kept being invested and I loved it. And I think the movie does. Like, I, I think it started really strong to get me into it right away. Mm-hmm. But then when Alfred left, I'll admit I lost a little bit of interest because okay, now we're just on Damien. We lost Alfred, we lost Batman for a second. And I think And I will that...
0: say, since you brought that up, we 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 lost Alfred, we're on Damien. This is a completely different Damien than I have ever seen before.
1: Yes, this is not this is not what you'd expect. Like he's not your assassin a whole um deliberately disobeying batman just because he's not trying to like it's still a kids movie so he's not trying to kill anybody he's not he's a not a jerk like, yeah like he's he's a typical eight-year-old kid trying to get into mischief but he's still batman's son
0: but he does have sweet ninja skills yes. as we find
1: out Um, uh, but yeah
0: so this this home invasion starts the Starts the kind of the the whole MacGuffin of the movie, which we got introduced to a little earlier, is this Batman utility belt. Mm-hmm. Because that's the only thing that these crooks make out with is the is the belt. And come to find out, they are, of course, working for the Joker. Mm-hmm. And the Joker is at first furious that they got none of these gifts, because his plan, as we find out later in the movie, is to steal all of Gotham's Christmas. But he is fascinated by this little Batman and this belt. And we find out why later. Um, But th- this kind of, and, and I am kind of, I'm not going straight line through, but the next part that I really, that sticks out to me is Damien going to the Batcave and really just gearing up to be Batman. And I love that he's looking at the cases because he's going to go out and he's going to find his belt and, and save what he thinks is Christmas here. And he sees these cases with the bat suits in it. And I love that he's looking at like the the one from the cereals in the 40s. And he's like, "Uh, I can't remember what he says about too droopy or something like that.
1: I don't remember if it was like too droopy, too dark. And then he gets to the because it's (laughs) it's the
0: Schumacher suit from Batman and Robin. It's got the the... nipples.
1: (laughs) I want to say it was in the trailer. This part, right? Oh, I don't remember this. Maybe it was. I feel like I saw this. Or maybe they released a clip. Maybe. I don't remember, but I definitely feel like I saw the artwork of the suit. And it's it's definitely on the nose. This is the most on the nose joke that was probably the only time that I'll admit I chuckled, but it was almost an eye roll too.
0: Yeah. and, And with the nipples, I mean, and they are very much pronounced. In yeah. this image of it, and he, <laughs> I did, it, it was one that made me chuckle because Damien goes, well, that doesn't lead very much to the imagination. Yeah. And, and that got me. So, um, but yeah, he does get in, he, he gets his suit that apparently was made for him. And we realize, which is, I will say if I have a nitpick, it's the one thing that's becoming almost commonplace in superhero movies is the, is the AI that talks to the superhero while they're mm-hmm. in the suit. Yeah, um, It worked here because it was Bat Dad, and it was a it was like memory and recordings from Bruce Wayne. Um, and it doesn't
1: last very long.
0: No, it doesn't last long, uh, but it was one of those things where I've seen this with Spider-Man. I've seen it with Iron Man. Yeah. I'm a little... And, and now I think we've seen it with um, Iron Heart. Um, I can't remember become, if she had it or not. It's,
1: it's almost every cartoon we watch now even Batwheels has that to an extent like yeah it's becoming a cliche thing but i it, i think it's more of a recognizable thing with little kids now watching these movies or shows sure so yes it's become cliche but it's almost become so cliche that it's almost like a, a superhero standard at this point for young audiences and in today's world you can kind of understand why it would be because it mm-hmm. seems like something that is believable in today's science fiction world, yeah, um, sure. But yeah, it, it worked because of the way they did it. It was a way to get Luke Wilson um, more voice time as Batman, yeah. and I think it worked really well to establish their relationship and Bruce's intentions. And I, I thought it was, I thought it was good. And just, I keep saying I really liked this. I didn't love it, but I got to say, the fact that we are trying not to go beat by beat in this movie and we keep pretty much going beat by beat because there's a lot of stuff that we enjoyed with this that we want to talk about it is a you got to give it to them for making a very memorable story in one that you know yeah I've only seen once I've, I've had it on the background here as we're talking but it's it's a pretty memorable story for a you know a weird animated Batman Christmas movie
0: yeah but um going forward, Damien, you know, he does he does finally with the help of the AI Bat Dad, who's part of his suit, he gets out of the cave with <laughs> he starts with the Batmobile, but that doesn't work very well. It breaks down and then the bat pod shoots out of it, which I thought they were just gonna call the bat cycle, but then Alfred does refer there to it, it later in the movie as the bat pod. Um so he goes out into Gotham to fight crime. And let me say he does a horrible job of it. <laughs> <laughs> Completely wrecks Gotham in the meantime. And we do find out in the process of this that Joker, um, we do find out his plan is to steal Christmas and he has enlisted some help. Um, and this is the part that I really thought was a nod to the Burton Schumacher verse because all of the Rose Gallery in this movie were the Rose Gallery with the exception of Riddler and Two Face, they were all the villains from the Schumacher Burton movies.
1: Did not even occur to me. Yeah, I mean, Catwoman's not in it, and Two Face is in it. Riddler has a quick cameo in the beginning. He's one of the ones that Batman puts in jail right away in the very beginning. Him and Scarecrow. Um, oh, Scarecrow is one of them too. I, I don't even. Remember it's that. real
0: brief. Yeah, it's really brief. Okay.
1: Yeah, 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 you're right. Okay, I remember that now. Um. So yeah, that's really interesting and cuz you've got you've got Joker, you've got Penguin. And Bane is that type of Bane too cuz he doesn't yep. say you've, a word, right?
0: Yep, you've got Joker, Penguin, you've got um Poison Ivy, Bane who is very much like the and they even work together, Poison Ivy and Bane. Mm-hmm. So it's very much like Batman and Robin. And then you have the pun throwing uh Mr. Freeze. So
1: very much Oh, he, Mr. Freeze is without a doubt. That's that's one that like I couldn't decide whether I hated it or loved it.
0: I thought the way they in the in the style of movie they were presenting and you know the very four kids but they know they're going to have Batman fans watching this
1: um I thought it was very clever and I
0: enjoyed yeah. it for what it was
1: I mean but it was it was literally word for word the same puns he used in Batman and Robin So that's from like, yeah. I all three he did three puns they were all three from Batman and Robin
0: Oh were they? I didn't yes. even pay
1: attention to that. Yeah. Okay. Um, So that was where I was like, okay, like you could have done something a little original maybe, but they didn't want to. The point was they were making fun of Batman and Robin.
0: Yeah. And Bane, while I'm bringing this up, because they do show a flashback at one point of Batman taking on all these, all these rogues gallery mm-hmm. in the past. And you could tell like Bane is very much older, kind of like Alfred because mm-hmm. He might be the second worst design in the movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: His neck is like four feet long. Yeah. He's awful. Um, but now the old, the, the, the flashback Bane, I thought, I thought he looked really good, but I think the comedy with this old Bane worked a little more than how they were portraying Alfred.
1: Like, cause yeah. he had the big Agre- thick glasses
0: over his mask. Bane. So and,
1: like, it makes sense, I guess, because it, he is this, and they're making fun of Batman and Robin. So it's this hulking monster. I, it, it worked for me.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's this roided out guy whose body has definitely not held up mm-hmm. through the years. Um, but yeah, so once we figure out that Damien is having to take on it because he, he ends up taking on Poison Ivy and Bane in a shopping mall because Bane is crest, is dressed as a shopping mall Santa and Poison Ivy is his elf. And they have this huge fight through the, through the mall because Damien's trying to get the belt back, and they have it. And Damien actually ends up being shunned by Gotham after this whole fight because he's destroyed so much. They're not having it. So Gotham is kind of against little Batman at this point. And we find out that that is Joker's entire plan because he has seen the mayhem that little Batman is causing. And he is convinced that little Batman's not a hero. He's a villain, which, and he wants to bring um, little Batman in to bring villain or uh, villainy and crime back to Gotham, which I thought was a really interesting twist. I, I did not at all see that as the
1: way this movie was going to go. No, I definitely didn't see that as the way it was going. I also didn't see the twist that of how Batman got to Nova Scotia. Um, I don't oh, know that it how was much, planted by Joker. I, yeah. I don't know how much sense that makes. Like how,
0: I mean, how much sense do mini Joker plots make?
1: Or or like, okay, so he calls Batman on the bat phone somehow, but also still never put two and two together to Damien is Batman's son. There was a little bit of a, you have to almost, you know, that's the suspension of disbelief stuff there. Yeah. Um, well, you have to the, go with um, it because
0: at, at the very end it's of also the movie, the Joker. at the very end of the movie, when they're having dinner and, and, and this is skipping around, but when they're having dinner with Joker for Christmas, Mm-hmm. I mean, Alfred's sitting right there at the end of the table. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. at this point, you know. Yeah, I don't think it matters. <laughs> yeah. You just yeah. got to go with it. Yep. <laughs> so, cartoon logic. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I think one of my favorite sequences in the movie is when Joker gets little Batman to this house at the end where all these villains have congregated. And it's revealed that his plan is to bring little Batman in as a villain. And they have presented him his Batman belt with all these devices of villainy. Um, and I, I don't know. I just thought that was a, a nice twist that I wasn't expecting that Joker didn't want to defeat. Because the whole time I thought, okay, this is going to be his new obsession is beating this little Batman or being a foe for this little Batman. And no, he wants
1: to. He wants to bring yeah. him in. He
0: wants him to be a villain which I thought was a neat twist.
1: And I also, it was also one of the funniest moments in the movie too, was they give him all the, you know, oh, the grenades yeah. and stuff and it, it blows up and he goes, who was responsible for giving him all these explosives? And everyone raises their hand because it was all their idea. So like, it, in, it's, it's
0: including funny. himself.
1: Yes. It, that was very funny. Yeah. I enjoyed that.
0: But of course, um, as Batman, as little Batman is attacking all of these villains and taking them on, um, it is finally time for the return of the Batman. And he does. he he comes in just in Damien's moment of need. And they do take on this whole Rogues gallery themselves, which, I thought the whole little third act piece here with Batman and little Batman taking on the rogues gallery and the way they're working together and Batman finally realizing, you know, because at first he's trying to stop Damien from helping him and he's getting his brains bashed in by doing that because he's distracted by Damien. And then when he finally embraces that he might need his help and they start working together I, I had a lot of fun with that. I thought that was really well done. Um, and this is some of the action I think I enjoyed the most in the film because I, I did enjoy seeing little Damien just dart around here and there yeah. and take out these, these villains. So I, I had a lot of fun with the third act and the, the kind of leading to the conclusion of the film.
1: Yeah. And and it plays on a big thing in Batman lore is that he has to learn to trust his sidekick and, you know Damien mm. actually makes a joke saying that batman is his sidekick in this case if i remember correctly and yeah but yeah they they have to work together and it was it was a fun entrance you don't see batman um escaping it's all done off screen if i remember correctly yeah. right yeah which is cool because well, it's a- You see him working on the jet and he's determined to get back to Damien, but you don't see him actually You don't see it actually happen and him actually succeed until you see him back in Gotham, which was fun because it was a nice little surprise at the last minute when Damien needs him. And yeah, you're right. It makes for a great action set piece at the end and a a really cool action scene and and the climax. And it's just, yeah, again, the movie just kept surprising me. And Mm -hmm. by the time we're at, you know, the halfway point of this movie the art style is is not even in my mind anymore right it's it's all about just having fun with these characters and you're rooting for damien and you're having a blast watching even the stupid joker stuff and all the villains like they're typical stupid villains at this point makes for a great comedy to see the villains be just complete idiots at this point giving him the explosives and just having a blast and i i think everything about the tone of this movie was perfect.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I
1: will say I did skip over
0: it, but we're not going to cover everything. But um, the one part I did want to make sure I mentioned is the part where um, Damien is just feeling awful about himself. And this is before he confronts the villains at that house. um, But Alfred finds him in the street. Yes. I love this sequence because it's Mm -hmm. Alfred comforting little Batman and, and Damien and kind of telling him, you know, you know, Bruce has made his mistakes, too. You know, nobody's perfect. And hey, you know, this is all part of growing and becoming a superhero. And he kind of makes him feel like you do have the potential to be a superhero. Um, but just because it's not right, right now doesn't mean never. But I do love as he's giving this inspirational speech, because Damien had mentioned all this stuff he did. And he had mentioned, I don't even know where the where I left the bat cycle. And and Alfred in the middle of this long inspirational speech, he goes, Did you say you misplaced the bat pot? Yeah. <laughs> like everything was going smooth and he was giving this fatherly speech, and then holy crap, you did what? Yeah. I, I really enjoyed that.
1: Um I I Alfred is my favorite character in this entire movie. I, I think he was perfect. I, I really do. I mean, Damien is the he's the main character, obviously. You're rooting for mm-hmm. him and and he wins you over. Because if, if Damien doesn't work, this movie doesn't work but I think Alfred is the, I don't even want to say the unsung hero. He's just my favorite supporting character. And I think even Batman is, is great, but I think Alfred steals the show and the three of them though, make the movie together. And I still going back to that initial image of the three, those three are in that initial image and none of us were really excited about watching this movie. (laughs) And now to say that all three of those characters were some of my favorite interpretations of these characters on screen period in, especially with this tone, you know, like obviously I, I prefer other stuff, but I think it just worked so well for this movie. And I, I'm so happy that I didn't let the animation ruin it for me because everything worked. It really did. yeah, For sure. And I do love uh, towards the
0: end of the movie. This goes from, we had some home alone homage Uh, Earlier in the movie, we've definitely have a Grinch theme throughout Mm -hmm. the movie as well because the Joker is obviously stealing Christmas. Yeah, yeah, and he's and him and the other villains have stolen everyone's presents, and that's the kind of the climax of the movie is that Batman and his his new partner here, Little Batman, are they they take all of these gifts and they redistribute them to the city. They give the gifts back to to the people of Gotham and Christmas is saved, but I like that they didn't end it there because it can always be about giving people their presents back. But I love that even though Joker is not someone you would think of as, as, you know, needing sympathy, um, little Batman Damien feels for him. And the final, the final little piece of the movie here is that he thinks a Christmas dinner with the Joker would be a good thing. And we end at a big belly burger (laughs) <laughs> with um it's alfred damien batman joker and commissioner gordon who yes. might be the most useless commissioner gordon ever put to screen um, intentionally so <laughs> intentionally so which yeah. i think may have been an additional nod to burton schumacher
1: and also another one of my favorite moments was when he looks out he's like oh we've dealt with this sort of thing before and he looks out the window and gotham is just tearing itself apart there's fire everywhere a siren's going up. he goes Oh, I don't even remember what he says, but he's like, Oh, maybe not. And then that's when he, he lets like the bat signal go. That yeah. He flips
0: on it. the bat yeah. signal and that's, yeah. and that's his way of taking care of it. Oh, I've yep. got this. And he just flips a bat signal. On. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it, it ends with this very oddball assortment of people eating a Christmas dinner at a fast food restaurant together. And I love that the song that we've sung ever since we were little kids and heard on Batman, the animated series you know, jingle bells, Batman smells becomes a key part of this movie. And, and they're singing it. And Batman clearly doesn't like the song. And then Joker at the end, I love the line of, this is what Christmas is all about. You know, having a great meal with my friends. And the last line of the movie is Batman going, I'm not your friend, (laughs) which kind of reminded me of the Lego Batman movie, like him denying the relationship there. Yeah. So yeah, all in all, I really had a lot of fun with it. Is it perfect? Absolutely not. The animation has definite drawbacks, but at the end of the day, it's, it's a really fun animated superhero holiday film. And one again, that I said earlier, will make my rotation. I'll talk about where I'll watch this one as often as I can for, for holidays. So Joe, I, before we wrap it up here, I did want to say, is there anything you can think of that you really want to brought up that we may have forgotten?
1: I don't think so. I think we pretty much touched on most of the main stuff. Um, I've kind of just kept going back to how the movie just kept surprising me and how... I will say, just having it on in the background while we're watching or while we're talking, I I said some of the Easter eggs are in your face and, and there's a lot of just eye roll stuff because it's so obvious. Man, the backgrounds are packed with stuff. Like, if you if you watch this again or just like because I don't have the sound on I'm just like kind of looking around there are so many quick little nods like Joker with the stupid ping pong table was very funny Um, just another like little nod to you know just a Batman like Joker being the Batman's biggest fan having a Batman ping pong table in his you know layer or whatever Um, Mm -hmm. there's always but I will there's just this is a movie that you could pick stuff out the more you watch it and that goes a long way um absolutely no i i don't have anything i i just keep repeating myself over and over again with with how i feel about the movie in general uh as far as
0: particulars and i have said i have to say i've only seen it once so there's definitely probably some beats i'm forgetting but i think mm -hmm. i mean i think we covered the majority of it i mean i think when when
1: ai bruce or ai bat dad dies that was a pretty you know it's a heartfelt moment yeah yeah so i give them a lot of credit again for letting emotional scenes play out they didn't undercut things with jokes all the time for a movie that is very lighthearted and very fun they still had some heartfelt moments and emotional moments and sad moments it was again they balanced the tone really well it wasn't over the top in your face like not to say i don't enjoy teen titans go this is not teen titans go so I I appreciate that they they went for their own thing. They weren't trying to be something they weren't. They they had an idea of what they wanted to do and they did it and I think they did it really well. And I I love I love that this is not like anything else I've seen in a Batman movie. This is its own thing. And yeah, it, I think it being a Christmas movie scores points right off the bat for us agreed but they didn't use the christmas stuff as a crutch it's still a good movie again i i keep going back to the fact that they handicapped themselves with the art style and they still want us over mm-hmm. if they played it safer with the art style i think this would have really just been a 10 out of 10
0: mm-hmm. well and and we and I understand why you're saying that because for us it's not preferred at all.
1: Yeah, like, and I'm not I'm not saying it as a a negative. I'm like it's coming out negative that like I wish they used a different art style, but I'm I'm trying to say it as a positive to the fact that they they really went above and beyond in my opinion with the story. Yeah, and I feel like because I appreciate it more because to me they had to do that to win me over. Where they could have played this safe for kids and this could have been a terrible story for us and they just gotta they could have just rested their rested uh, on their laurels yeah and just been like it's a kid's show we don't need to do too much with this people are gonna watch it because it's batman who cares anyway but they didn't they told a really good story with a kid's art style hoping okay we're gonna get the kids with this art style we need to get the adults with the story
0: yeah I agree with that. and I will say I, I told some people at work about this on Friday because I know a bunch of people that I work with have have you know younger kids and they're looking they're always looking for things to watch. So I told people about this and I've had messages since then telling me, hey, my kids love this. this looks like you know one of them said, hey, this looks like the regular show and that's why I brought up the regular show earlier. Because, again... Is that a a show on TV? I don't
1: even know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah,
0: it's an animated series. I had to look it up, too. Apparently, it's an animated series. I don't know if it's on Cartoon Because my kids watch what I watch. Like, I don't really know any of this stuff. Yeah, but that's... um, One of the girls I told about it at work, she said, my son said this looks like the regular show. Okay. That's the first thing he said. So... That put me in the mindset of okay, we're we're making this accessible for kids who are watching stuff that looks like
1: this. And is that like a kid that's like what 10? Like in that ballpark? I think so. Somewhere because I think in my there. kids are still too young. Like my daughter, I put this on for her. She's six. She mm-hmm. wanted nothing to do with it. Like had no interest in it. She's like, they look weird, but she's used to watching Disney Pixar and and you know stuff yeah. like that, where everything is pretty traditional. Um, nothing mm-hmm. elaborate. She does watch Teen Titans Go, she does think that's funny, but that's because I put it on so many times. You probably just kind of got used to it. But I think what got this for me
0: elevated over something, say like the Aquaman trilogy that came out that, that yeah. was very much like this art style is that when I tried to watch the Aquaman um, installments there, it just didn't grab me. Like I, it that was hard lead. Like it was hard with the animation. Yeah. yeah, it was it was hard with the animation to begin with, and then nothing about the story hooked me. So I was like, after a little bit, I'm like, I'm done. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't watch this. But this, the story, was enough to grab me to overcome yes. my my hindrance with the animation. So, yeah, yeah,
1: I agree with that. I don't remember much about the Aquaman um, Lost, and I don't remember what the heck it was called, but um, that seemed more like an in your face type uh, humor. Or it was just nonstop hit, beat you over the head. um, Almost like a. Uh, that almost like this art with like almost like a Teen Titans go style of comedy. Right. Almost. I keep going for whatever reason in my head. I keep thinking Brandon Stimpy. I don't know why that keeps coming because I don't even remember. I haven't watched Brandon Stimpy in like 20 years, but like, and it's not far off. Yeah, like that kind of style where this this treated itself. I mean, I use the word serious loosely here, but it treated itself like a serious movie. It it, it took itself very seriously for a comedy movie. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it did. And yeah, I think for all those reasons, like even though, again, this is not the art that I would select. Um, it overcame that for me. And it's, it's something that I look forward to seeing again. And I think, um, I think our girls want to see it. So I'm probably going to watch it again before this holiday season's over.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, but Joe, that feels like a really good place to kind of, um, bring this to a conclusion here, but of course, because this is a new DC animated film and I don't, I don't know if this has been something you've been dreading or not, but of course I do want to get, um, and it kind of feels like you gave your final thoughts on it, but I did want to get a Batarang rating from you since this is a brand new Batman film. I hate going first but my my
1: initial thought is and it, it's <laughs> it's gonna sound low but i don't it's hard if i judged it on what it is mm-hmm. not against other batman media that's what's hard because i keep coming to seven and a half i keep okay. coming to seven and a half out of ten which to me
0: if it makes you feel any better, I'll jump in and say that was exactly my score. I'm seven and a half out of ten
1: batterings. Well, like it, it's funny because I <laughs> I keep saying the story was so good and I had so much fun with it. Why am I only at a seven and a half? Is it because of the art? Is it because of the designs or or just because it's not what I expect from Batman in a normal context?
0: That's, just, um, that's not a bad grade though. That's no, I know. Grade. It's just like it's weird. Um, I I know in a zero to ten world, and everybody is either zero or
1: ten. Like yeah, seven I mean, and seven and a half, half is kind of three out of four. Yeah. So, um, also, if you had asked me when we first saw those designs, would you? What would you expect to get? I would have been happy with a six. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Because if just at the designs, like if you asked me grade these
1: designs, oh. I'd give you probably three, four out of ten. It's but not. I think good. My, I don't even know if I do that just on the designs, but I feel like my best case scenario after seeing the designs, if they knocked it out of the park with the story, I'd probably hope for a six. So the mm-hmm. fact that I'm at a seven and a half to me, I keep going back to the fact that the story saved this movie so much for me that I applaud them for almost, it's almost like they, I, I keep saying they handicapped themselves with the art and they knew they did. So they had to make up for it. Gotcha. They didn't, yeah, but they didn't. They didn't dumb themselves down to the art with the story, which I'm so yeah. thankful for.
0: I think that's a good score, though. I mean, we yeah. but we were both at that score, so mm-hmm. I did want to ask you before, right, quick, before we end. I know needle drops are a thing with you, and you and I have already <laughs> discussed the music a little bit. What did you think of the music in this movie?
1: Well, I I love Father Christmas by the Kings. so that was a yeah. great way to start. Um, great way to win me over right away with the rock uh, Christmas song. And then the one that you love, I'll let you talk about that one because it, it totally oh, caught my you. Gosh. But I will say I I enjoyed it. There's not many Neil drops to this. What are there, three?
0: There's a couple, yeah. It may be three. Three, yeah. four, something like that.
1: Um, Those are the two that stood out, though.
0: It has, I will tell you, I don't know if you've listened to it or not, it has a really, really good score as well. Mm-hmm. It's very Christmassy. It's on Amazon Music. I don't know if you have that. Yeah. Um, it's also on YouTube. So... That the score is really Christmassy. It's really fun, but the song that you mentioned that I absolutely love, <laughs> and I didn't know this was, was a thing before this movie. And if you're listening to this episode, you've already heard it because it's our transition music, and Joe's just now finding out about that. Um, but it's it's called I think it's All I Really Want, and it's by Lil John. And when I heard that, I was like, man, that is the perfect little Christmassy needle drop. Mm. And it's while Damien is heading into the city on the bat pod and he's Mm. just holding on for dear life. And it's this really energetic uh, hip hop version of all I want for Christmas. And I found out after the fact I was discussing with Joe before the podcast, this was apparently recorded as a partnership with Kool-Aid. And the music video for this is the, one of the most insane things I've ever seen. So go check it out. It's little John is the Kool-Aid man and
1: it's kids in this living room. Well, so dancing. Anything with little John is, is insane to begin with. But so I guess I can't think of little John without thinking of Dave Chappelle from the Chappelle show back in the day. I don't know. If you yeah, like that, but man, that's all I, I can't look past Dave Chappelle with uh with little john but but yeah i it, it fit the scene and it's, yeah it's it fit perfectly and yeah i i had no problem with any of the needle drops if it doesn't take me out and if it doesn't distract me i had no problem and also it's 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 a cartoon it's an animated thing i'm expecting stuff like that but yeah, yeah i i enjoyed it but for, and don't but forget for to mention song... too there's a youtube uh Ulog. Uh, yes there I mean? is
0: yeah, it's an hour long. It's uh, it's in this animation style, but um, with the backgrounds, I think that's the least offended I was with the animation. Um, so there's it's nothing back... to
1: it either. There's nothing fun with it. It's just no. one little
0: thing. Yeah, it's a fireplace. It's the Wayne Manor yeah. fireplace. Um, but it's fun. It's mm-hmm. about an hour. Um, it's great for the background. I had it on. Um, I went from that to the DC Universe log. Did you see um, the, the Batman Returns one? I have not yet. There's so a Batman someone Returns one.
1: Yeah, probably. totally tangent here but someone must have taken either a scene from Batman Returns or just kind of cgi'd or photoshopped their own thing where it's like a different angle of the fireplace from Batman Returns and they superimposed other stuff in it and they play christmas music and Scrooge is playing on the tv if i remember correctly oh Not cool Scrooge, um, some type of christmas carol movie uh, it's fun though cuz it's the big fireplace from Batman Returns it's cool Well,
0: we're really off on a tangent now, but I will say there's a lot of people on YouTube who have done like 3d renders and designs of like, you can, um, there's a, there's one that we had on the other day as we were putting up the tree. It was, uh, it was Hogwarts. Like they had 3d rendered Hogwarts and they were playing Christmas music, like instrumental as you were going through the castle. Oh, nice. So people, a lot of people do that, but it's fun to know there's a Batman returns one. Um, but yeah, I think that's a good place to wrap it up for our Christmas special this year. This one, I will say, if you'd have told me when we saw these designs that I would have had as much fun with this movie and then with this episode covering it, because I didn't yeah. even
1: know when I saw the designs, I was unsure whether we would even cover it. To be yeah, honest. I wasn't looking forward to having to cover this, and I'm like, oh, are we going to really be able to talk about this for at least an hour? Yeah. Um, and then when I watched it, I was pleasantly surprised, and and I agreed this was. I didn't want to bank our Christmas episode on this little special. Yeah. And I'm glad that it, it proved us wrong. And I am too. Again, I, I'm not going to say I loved it unabashedly, but the more I talk about it, the more I really did have fun with it. So that's always a good thing. Um, and I'm glad that, yeah, it was because we have Aquaman coming up this year. And I will say, I hate the fact that we get a decent movie at Christmas. I'm not, I, 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 never like having real new movies at Christmas time because I'm so into just watching all the Christmas movies and it kind of ruins that a little bit for me. And I don't like going to the movies at Christmas time, but I, I'm glad that we had this little, uh, I guess box office baton. time of the year though. I know it's so weird. Yeah. um cuz i've never been that guy that goes to the movies at christmas time um yeah. but i'm glad that we had this nice little batman christmas special and it was so much fun and i'm glad that it again i keep saying it proved us wrong or proved me wrong definitely and i'm yeah. glad we enjoyed it and i've really had fun talking about it
0: excellent agreed all around Well, uh, Joe, thank you so much for joining me once again for, for as my regular co-host and for this episode. And I wish you a very Merry Christmas. And, uh, why don't you go ahead and let everybody know where they can find you on social media.
1: Yeah. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to everyone else out there. Uh, thank you guys for listening as always. Again, we (laughs) haven't, haven't said this in a while, but it it is humbling that we, uh, we have so many listeners and, and downloads week to week, uh, really appreciate it. I think me and Eric would definitely be talking every day no matter what, but it's fun to get on here and talk and, and interact with you guys and, and, and hear the feedback and, and see the uh, see everyone that does listen. Uh, it's it's really cool. So have a good holiday and we will be back in a couple weeks with some, some more DC stuff, but if you guys want to talk to us in the, or talk to me in the meantime, um, J411, Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd, And on Facebook as Joe Fornerato F-O-R-N-A-R-O-T-T-O. Excellent. And as
0: for myself, you can find my personal accounts on Instagram, X, and Letterboxd at MeCarter89. That's M-E-Carter89. The show's accounts, once again, can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and X at T-F-R-Batpod. If you're looking for a way to support the show, the best and easiest way to do that is to leave us a rating, and review on whatever podcast platform you listen to. If you leave us a written review on Apple Podcasts, we will read those on the show. We also read your emails. So if you have one for us, shoot that over to tfrbatpod at gmail.com. If you're looking for another way to support the show, and we don't ask that you spend a dime on this show, but if you'd like to, we really appreciate it. You can go to redbubble.com and search shop TFR, all one word. And you can find our logos created by Justin Kowalski on all kinds of neat merchandise there. Don't forget to go to the link in the description of this show and visit our sponsor, Organic Price Books. Get some last minute Christmas ideas there. Our theme song was composed by the talented Gaurav Vintakeswar and his music can be found on GVTunes.com. But that's going to do it for our third annual Christmas special. We hope that all of our listeners, all of you guys have a wonderful holiday season, no matter what holiday you do celebrate. Um, but I hope you have a safe and happy holiday. I hope the best for your families. And until next time, make sure you keep that back signal lit and pointed skyward. Batman was created by Bill Finger and Bob Kane and is the sole property of Warner Brothers Discovery. The Fire Rises, a Batman podcast, is in no way associated with Warner Brothers Discovery, DC Comics, or DC Studios. The thoughts and opinions of the participants of this show are their own and do not represent the companies that they work for. Thank you for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. What the?
1: Damien! <laughs> Whoa, Dad! You look awesome! Damien, get out of the bag! Come on, Dad. Just let me come with you. No, we don't have time for this.
0: You won't even know I'm here. I told you you're not <laughs> ready! <sighs> ah, but Dad! look how hard I've been training. I mean, check
1: out, out my ninja skills get over here. A <laughs> good ah, hit! Oh. oh my gosh, Alfred, I'm so sorry.